Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey. Life, life is interesting. And life has been going on for a long, long time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. And we are just a, a minute time period. We only get, what, 80 years out of billions and billions of universe? It's, it's a shame. Well, have you considered this? There could be more time that you could spend on Earth. More time? Whatever do you mean? I'm talking about reincarnation. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. So do we get to choose our lives? Well, let's, let, let's start off uh, at the beginning. Do you believe in reincarnation? I'm not sure. I like, it sounds cool. And I don't, I just see everything as unknown. So maybe there is some sort of energy. And then maybe it enters another being, but I don't know. It could or could not. I like I like the sound of it though. It sounds pretty dope. Yeah, from what I've known over the past couple of years, there are some people that take reincarnation very seriously. There are some people that really believe that traces of them, I guess, persist throughout the ages. That even if you're an entirely different person, that there's a connection that still exists between those two different lives. Do you think deja vu is a thing that people associate with their past lives? It's possible. I've never personally taken deja vu and thought it related to anything other than something that happened to me maybe a week ago. Yeah, I mean, it could. Uh, I have listened to other podcasts where there, there was one person that believed she had a past life and had, it wasn't just a memory. It was like a, a very visual experience that she knew happened that she apparently died when she was three. And I think it was the 1920s, you know, on a farm. And she, she just had a full list of details that I can't remember, but I swear I listened to it. And it was pretty cool to hear how much she remembered. And just knowing that you had a life before this one. Do you believe in reincarnation at all? You know, I have thought about it, but personally, I don't know if I do. I don't know if I believe or even like the idea that I existed at some other point as somebody or something else. Not because I have this grandiose idea of who I am right now, but just because I kind of like the way that I am right now. And I don't know if I would want to know specifically that I was anything better or worse in another time. Can I, can I, I have an idea of what you were in your past life. Lay it on me. It's more so your energy, nothing about your brain. Okay. Let's say a toad. You gotta elaborate. I something about I mean, I mean a frog. Something about like the the quick tongue in and out, and the 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 quirkiness that it gets its flies, and and just hanging out on a leaf, you know, on a pond. That you you exuberate toad like energy. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. You should. <laughs> Let me ask you, what good do you think it would do to know? Like, let's say that you absolutely did have a, a, a very lengthy reincarnation history. What good do you think it would be to you to know that you had lived previous lives? Do you think it would just be like knowing your ancestry where it's just sort of interesting information? 
depends on how much you know, right? Because if you lived lives, like how, how, how wise would you be? You'd be so, you'd be so much more knowledgeable. I feel like if everyone could remember their past lives, I think people would just be more empathetic and, and more understanding and also have a great deal of knowledge of history because they lived it in some way. And I think that's awesome. The, the sheer fact of just knowing that you had a previous life, I feel like is not that spectacular because it doesn't really, it's the same as knowing that you had a great, great grandparent where it's just sort of interesting. But w- the way that you answered it actually gives a little more insight where if you knew the details of those past lives, you might be able to draw something from that and uh, bring it into your current one, I think is what I was trying to say. Yeah. I mean, you would have experiences totally different than your current life. Let's say you were an animal. I bet a lot of people would treat animals better and probably society would be so different because everyone has all these new perspectives or old, old, old perspectives. It's pretty wild. Let me ask you this because I'm just curious. If you if you knew that reincarnation was a thing and you had an opportunity to look into past lives of yours, what kind of person would you want to be? What kind of person would you absolutely not want to be? Like what time period? What what kind of person? Well, I'm just thinking about history in general. And, you know, you're, you're born into a society. Obviously, a lot of people in the past were frowned upon, you know, even being a woman in the 1800s isn't as great as now, you know, so just... It, it depends. I feel like I would love to be an animal just to experience it, but also would I want to live that long as an animal? Maybe I would pick an animal with a short lifespan just to have that experience. You seem to really like the idea of being reincarnated from animals. I guess because I haven't been one, you know, I've been a human, so I know what the humans are about. I would like to be a guy. Why not? You know, let's experience that as well. Any particular kind of guy? Any any country or society, anything in anything specific? You know, maybe I'm one of the first humans, you know, in Africa as a caveman. I'm figuring life out. Going to be hard for sure. It's it's more so, so about survival, but I'm sure I'd have a lot of perspectives about humanity in general and, and what humans are. What about in the other direction? What about in the future? I feel like I'd like to be someone farming in Australia. I feel like that's a different kind of lifestyle in a different part of the world. I don't know if I'd want to be an animal because I know climate and the earth is changing and I don't know how it's going to affect everyone and everything. So I'm, I'm going safe with humanity. I'm going to go with a human. Do I want to be a guy or a girl? I think I would want to be a girl. I think I, I just, I feel like because I'm looking towards the future, I just want to feel comforted because I don't know what the future holds. Versus if I go into the past, I know what I'm going to expect a little bit. How about you? Well, you're, you're, choo- you're signing up, right? I'm giving you the pamphlet. Okay, you're going to die in like 2080. What do you want to be next? I feel like I, as a person right now, am not making any sort of huge difference on the world. I like to think that I can make a bunch of little differences, but I'm not really doing anything groundbreaking. If I had another life period, whether it be in the, the past or the future or whatever, I guess it'd be cool to know that I was part of something big, like a revolutionary. Well, here's the thing. You could still make it big. You know, you're going to be born, but you're not going to be big unless you make yourself big. Well, yeah, but there's also nothing revolution worthy happening right now where I am. So there's Uh, no need to. Got it. Got it. How about any, any specific people that you think it would be cool to have previously been? Maybe Amelia Earhart flying one of the first planes. That would have been cool. Just a lot of, a lot of the things to be 
it requires a lot of hard work as well. And am I capable of it? I don't know. Let me ask you, this is sort of a separate question, but I think it ties in. Do you believe in karma? I don't know if I do with the idea of karma that because you did something, something's going to happen to you. Yeah. A lot of people tie this idea into reincarnation where there's not really a lot of choice when it comes into what you're reincarnated as. Instead, it's just a result of your the culmination of all of your actions and deeds. So kind of, yeah, depending on how you did in this life is how it's going to determine your next life. So what do you, what do you think you were in your previous life to get the life you have now? <laughs> it's a big question or what? Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> My life's pretty good. I've been pretty lucky. Maybe, maybe this is what I'm like every single time. Or maybe you had someone that was really struggling and had to overcome something and now you get a little better life. Okay. So reincarnation is real, right? Because that's this podcast. You know it. Yeah. So what if reincarnation was real for everybody? That means that as long as earth has been in this universe revolving with beings, we have been all those beings. We have been lots of beings. We don't, maybe not every single type of species, but we've always existed as something. So maybe you were the opposite gender last life, or you were a pig the life before, or, you know, someone in the year 1100 BC, and you were figuring out how to write on a cuneiform, but you get my drift. We've been, we have a lot of random knowledge going on. So yeah, I mean, if reincarnation had actually been occurring since the beginning of life on Earth, it'd probably put a lot of different stuff into perspective, especially if it was happening for everybody. Yeah. And also think about sponges. Like that would be awful if, you know, next life we were a sponge. This has been real terrible in your life. Well, yeah, but awful is, is all in perspective. You know what I mean? A life being awful can only be that way if you think you're coming from better off. If you're a sponge... You're not really going to care about being a sponge. You think? I think so. Yeah. I think that even if you were born into bad circumstances comparatively, you would never know. And so you could make the best of that. You really could. By being a sponge. Look, you came up with the example, not me. I'm just Listen, rolling with it. I think if reincarnation is real and I'm a sponge in my next life, I'm going to be pissed. But could you, would you have the capacity to be that? Cause you'd have no reference for anything else. Also, you're a sponge and you don't have the capacity to think about anything in that way. Look, I've told you this. My second word in life was the word stuck because I hate being stuck. And imagine my whole life just being stuck to the ground, doing absolutely nothing. What would you, what animal would you want to be in your next life? We're really doing the animals, huh? We are. Something that would have some sort of meaning, not some not some obscure animal that nobody even knows exists. Mm-hmm. You could be a bee that pollinates flowers. No, nah, people hate bees. People see bees and they immediately either get scared or angry. Yeah, but bees don't hate bees. And you're not a human anymore, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> but that goes right back to what I was saying about you being a sponge. How can you be mad about being a sponge if you're a sponge? Touche. <laughs> Let me ask you this. In this hypothetical, how does reincarnation happen? What actually is the process? How does it how does it occur and why does it occur? My initial thought is just when you die, your spirit roams around a mile radius around what it feels you exuberate from the way you've lived in your environment however X many years. 
it, it floats around for seven days, your spirit. That's very elaborate. Does that work? What, what would you say? Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Because a lot of people see reincarnation as a sort of right and not a right like a, you know, a privilege, but so a right like a, like a very spiritual, very important sort of thing, a, a, an important process. For a lot of people, it's a religious or a holy thing, you know, the right of reincarnation. Some of my favorite uh, fictional examples, if we got any uh, Dragon Quest fans in the audience, in Dragon Quest Eleven, there is absolutely the idea of reincarnation. Christine, tell me what you think of this. In that game, there's this massive tree, the, the world tree, Yggdrasil. And every time a person or any life is born, a leaf appears on the tree. That leaf falls off the moment that being dies. Wow. And when they die, sort of like you were describing, their spirit goes back to the tree and it makes a new leaf. And when it does, a new being is born with the same spirit. I love that. That's so nice. And so I feel like just the idea of that just being a sort of built-in process to life, especially one that you can physically observe, I think that would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. And also knowing when someone dies that they're going to be reincarnated to something, you know, what's the process of finding them again as this other being? You know, that that's a sort of profound thing. And honestly, this is just my opinion, but I don't know if I would want to do that. Because it sounds like such an amazing poetic thing to, to seek out somebody that you've lost, somebody who's died, and to find them all over again. But you're still the same you, and they would be different. And I don't know if I would want that necessarily, just because at some point, I feel like you got to let people go. I'd have to just take solace in knowing that they could be happy again. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that to myself to look at another person and know you used to be somebody I cared about. Yeah, I guess the process of reincarnation, you become something else, but you still go through the process of growing up, right? So you don't, <laughs> so when you're, you're growing up, you don't know how to speak or, you know, you don't know, you have to be taught a lot of things. So how does reincarnation work? Like, how do you have memories before your brain develops? completely. Well, see, that's the thing. Like I mentioned, sort of at the beginning, the, the people that really truly believe in reincarnation, at least the ones that I've met, believe that there is some lingering part of, of this idea of you, no matter what life or form you've taken, that those traces of you are going to remain. Uh, do you know anything about the Dalai Lama of Tibet? I, I've heard of the, the Dalai Lama, but I don't know too much. Do you want to explain? From what I understand, People believe that previous Dalai Lamas were the past lives, not just the predecessors of the current one. One of the things that they did when they wanted to find the one that is alive at the moment, uh, they showed him some previous belongings of the previous Dalai Lama, and they were mixed in with some similar looking things that were not previous belongings. And apparently, as, as the record goes, the, the child Dalai Lama, he was, he was sifting through, they're like, pick which one is yours. And apparently he picked all of the ones that belonged to his predecessor. And they said that there's no way that's a coincidence. You're picking those because somehow you know that those are yours. There's a trace of you that was all of those other people. Yeah, that's cool. So you might not remember actual memories per se, but you, your being is what it was in the past. Your spirit your your will for life and the way you think and the way you feel and what excites you maybe that that's all still pertinent to what you were long ago in all your lives it's cool to think about i also want to talk about maybe instead of reincarnation 
the idea that you do hold all the memories, right? So let's let's go a little less logical here. You know, when you are born, yeah, you're still learning to speak. Or let's say you let's say let's forget about learning to speak, right? Your, your brain is developed when you're born. You're just small and you grow. So you have all your memories of all your past lives. You remember what you said to people. You remember your past mothers, fathers, everything. Let's just, let's go a little weird here. Let's think about that. See, to me, that's a really interesting topic. But at the same time, I feel almost a little uncomfortable about it. I have a hard time replacing things. I don't mean to say that I I hoard stuff. I don't. It's not material things. I mean, I have a problem replacing people. I have a problem replacing my relationships with people. And like, I wouldn't, like, I have a dog right now and I wouldn't even want to replace her because she's, she's special to me. And the idea that I would just replace somebody in my head, if I knew that I had so many different sets of parents and then I, and I had all the memories of interacting with them and caring about them. And now I have new parents. I don't know if for me, it would be as simple as just, oh, well, I care about you too. It would feel kind of wrong almost like I was trying to substitute the things that I had lost with new parents. That's just as an example, but I feel like that's something that I'd really have to get over. Well, here's what I think, right? Let's say you died. You just woke up in, uh, I don't know, South America and you're like, Oh, where am I? Oh, I'm, I'm a baby now. All right. Let me, uh, let me call up the people that are alive. You know, I think like you, it'd be weird that you are in a new place with new people and I think you would go and visit. It would be like a, a step family kind of feel. You'd be like, wait, can we, can we, I'm going to go contact all my people from my past life. I feel like, okay, here, here's what I think would happen. I don't think you would be in a new environment. I think, yeah, maybe you're born somewhere else, but you're going to go back to, you know, your original family. And then maybe your family just becomes like, cats and frogs and ostriches and you know it's just like beings like we keep evolving together it's kind of like our immortality episode like we just are immortal we're just going into new beings i know i'm going crazy but i think that's what might happen i mean that's certainly interesting i think it sort of toes the line between what you might differentiate between rebirth and reincarnation I feel like what you're talking about is is sort of rebirth that you're just yeah, sort of starting over from the beginning again. Kind of, yeah. I think that's what that's what I I guess I was thinking when I was saying when you remember all your stuff. Yeah, like I said earlier, I have a tough time letting stuff go, and that's something that I've I've gotten better at over over time. Especially when like when you lose people, eventually, at least in my opinion, you got to let them go. And if I knew that they were just somewhere else, I that would stress me out, man. Yeah, and you couldn't find them. Yeah, it's like what if let's let's use your example. Let's say somebody I care about dies. Am I just going to think to myself, I wonder where they are? Let's say they like they said in yours, they just show up in South America. Shout out to all our South American fans. And they just never call me because they're a little baby now. I can't live knowing that this person I care about remembers me but they're trapped somewhere else. Oh, and then uh but what if you live long enough that like they're 10 and they go fly to you? How do you react? Same way you greet anybody you care about with a hug and a slap on the back. What if they're a hippo? I, I spread my arms really wide to give the widest hug I can manage. And then I give a very light slap on the back. How does your hippo friend communicate with you to tell you that they are, in fact, your old friend? 
I've never interacted with a hippo before, I guess I would just have to take its word for it. How would the hippo leave its regular environment to come to the suburbs of where you live? See, now we're asking, we're finally asking the hard hitting questions here. How, do, how does the hippo get to my house? <laughs> hey, you know, they, they, they want to see you. I guess if they weren't that good of a friend, they, they wouldn't come see you in your next life. That's when you know you have a good friend. Like they came and found you like 20 years later. That's got to be a horrible disillusioning moment. If you thought you were really close with somebody and you know they got reincarnated and they have their memories yeah. and then they just they just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm done. They cut off all association with you. Yeah. It's like the extreme, like, oh, I'm moving to a new country, right? And also keep in contact with my family and my close friends. But, you know, probably some friends I don't, I kind of just left behind because they weren't in my tight niche. And then this is just more of an extreme, you know? Do I contact them in my next life? Do I want to associate that myself with them? How about this? In, in, in the situation that you're describing, I would remember that I was me. And I would remember being me. I remember being Justin, mm-hmm. but I'd technically be somebody else. How I feel like, again, sort of like what you were saying before, you being different would be up to you because right. if you're the same on the inside, what would stop you from changing everything on your outside? I'd be like, well, forget what my name is now. I'm, I'm Justin. Or would I even want to be that if I remembered everything? What, na- what name would I call myself? It's like when you leave high school and you can go to college and reinvent yourself. This is just the extreme of that. I guess, but I get it, to me, it's a little different because in in what you described, it's I want to be something else, but in this, it's I am somebody else, and you're almost okay. confused. It's like why right. why do I look like somebody else when I am eight other people? Yeah, and it's also interesting, like you know, it, people that feel like they should be a girl or a boy, like would you know, would people want to be transitioning more so because of reincarnation? Who knows? I think in most people's beliefs, that that very direct transfer of memories usually doesn't exist. I think in a lot of traditions, people just sort of start fresh. But what we're talking about is kind of interesting because it opens up a lot of really interesting questions about identity. Right. Like I was born in this society, uh, in this body you know, with the people I've met and how much of that is me and how much of my inner whatever I was born with is me. Honestly, it kind of, this discussion kind of reminds me of the shape-shifting episode Mm -hmm. where if you can look like so many different things, what do you actually look like at that point? What's, what's your internal image of yourself? I feel like you might not be able to have one at that point. Yeah. I think that, you know, there are a couple things I've realized about myself. I feel like they are shaped by my environment and people I've met. I think one thing I I very very much value people being their authentic selves. I think that's what one of my like, I always fight for that, you know? And, but I feel like that was because I was brought up with people who couldn't be themselves as well. And I always wanted to fight for that. But I just wonder, you know, how do you develop your, your values and your being, your spirit to be you and not by all the exterior things that you have going on? The only way that I can answer that is just to say with everything out on the outside going on to you, you have to take some time to reflect on it and say, how does it make me feel? Right. How does, how does it make other people feel? And if you can take that external stuff and like truly comprehend it to the best you can on the inside, I think that can help shape how you act and how you think. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, I've had more of a friendship with my feelings, if that makes sense. Like uh, after a long day and 
let's say something's crazy is happening, or I, I realize my, my brain, I don't understand how I feel about everything. You know, I'll take time to just kind of be friends with my feelings for a bit and just be like, Hey, what, what do you, what's up with all this? You know, what, what is it? How does that, what does that mean to me? What, what is going on? And I think the more I do that, the more I feel energized and spiritual and, and feel, feel good because I have more of an understanding of myself and how that reflects on my exterior world. This is deep, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we do on this podcast. We get how deep. we do <laughs> those deep talks. All right. So name, name three things are going to be in your next life. Go. Uh, well, a toad, apparently. No, that's your past life. Sorry. My, my, my bad. <laughs> You're really good at standing on one leg. You could do a flamingo. Yeah, I'll be a flamingo, a, a gymnast, and a, a single cell. <laughs> that's so sad. A, a pro, what's that called? A proto, proto something? A protozoan? No, no. You got, you got multi-cell things that are called something and single cell. I bet the, some of the listeners know. I bet you guys are smart in the science world all right i will be i'll be an astronaut i'll be a horse and a buffalo anything profound you want to say and this off yeah look i'm not going to preach to anybody because i genuinely don't know if reincarnation is the thing just because i wasn't raised to believe it wasn't the truth doesn't mean that it's not the truth i i personally don't care too much if i had an existence prior to my own life i'm sort of focused on where i am right now mm-hmm. I think in all way we are can connect emotionally and sometimes that makes us feel bonded in in that sort of way maybe we could bond with ourselves in that way as well whether that's if you believe in reincarnation or if you just believe in understanding more about yourself and where you come from and, and why it is that you you think these things why is it that you feel these things maybe you just have a maybe hopefully you, you gained another idea of reflecting through this podcast so thanks guys for listening in we love you, all all of you, all your past use and your future use. See you guys later. Oh, yeah.